Hello, and welcome to the My Spectrum Life podcast. My name is Jessica, and I'm an autism mom. With me tonight is uh, my co-host, Kelsey, um, who is a registered behavior technician. How are you doing, Kelsey? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Doing good. Also with us tonight is our good friend, Latrice. How are you doing, Latrice? I'm good. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and it's so good to have you on tonight. Um, we we take um, uh, sorry about that. I don't know what's going on with the audio there. Okay, uh, we're good. We're good. Okay, I was hearing some feedback in my headphones, and it was like, what is going on? Um, anyway, we are always open to suggestions from our viewers um, about what to talk about. Um, and that's why we have running along the bottom this. It says, if you have any questions, enter them in the chat. Um, and we are uh, going to ta tackle a kind of a tough topic tonight. Um, I had a friend of mine message me, and she said, asked me if... Um, she had um, she has a, a child on the spectrum, and she asked about how um, I deal with extended family and if how I help them understand autism. And I, wow, I had to really think about that. We chatted a little bit, and then I was like, mm, we need to tackle this, and we need Latrice to help us. <laughs> so I call, I, I message Latrice, and I said. Can you help us? And she said, yes. So um, the first question um, I have, or, and when it, this actually kind of, I guess, touches a lot of different things um, in a lot of different areas. Our kids don't look any different. So how do we get them, um, how do we help people understand that just because our kid looks normal, um, they may act differently and, and, and that's okay. Right. Um, and that, you know, we can't expect certain things from them. Any tips on that one? <laughs> um, I guess the question is, how do we educate others in general mm -hmm. right now about our kids and behaviors and different things that they experience? Yeah. Um, the best way to do that is definitely educate them on it to let them know um, my child isn't trying to be difficult, isn't trying to be naughty, but actually something that's going on with my child. Um, and let me kind of help you understand that. And so mm -hmm. that's the general that you, you're educating everybody all the time. I tell patients that when I, they're, parents come to my office you always been the advocate you're always educating for your child from family to friends to teachers to other therapists to doctors mm -hmm. pretty much everybody that you come and encounter with sometimes even in the grocery store um at a restaurant because oh, yeah. mm -hmm. behaviors can display anywhere sometimes at any time those things can trigger mm -hmm. um things in our kids that can be overstimulated from their environment too many noises, too many people. So that may cause meltdown of the tantrum behavior that you may see. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes even in the older kids that has autism, not just always the smaller kids, but they may look and see this big kid having a meltdown in, in the um, restaurant or in the yeah. grocery store. People are staring and looking and wondering what's going on. And so those mm -hmm. are times when you have to really say, hey, this is what's going on with my kid yeah. and educating them. 
on autism all the time. Yeah, it is. It is a it's a constant thing. <laughs> I think possibly it's been a little bit. It's one of the silver linings, I guess I'd have to say, with um, the the COVID nineteen is is you know we're all supposed to basically at least in my area we're we're still under the safer at home kind of a thing, so we haven't been out in public a lot, so it's kind of been a break from that. Yeah, but um, it's still it's still been really tough on us. Now some of the people that we have been able to see are you know, extended family usually. I mean, I know that we're able to see my husband's parents um, because we go, uh, I mean, we're kind of, you know, we're together a lot, so we've been able to see him. Um, what's the first, well, I guess we can just kind of break it down um, with uh, grandparents. What's the first thing you would say? The first thing um, that I, I was, I think, in our family in particular, um, mm -hmm. my dad is um, a military man, so he always been a strickler enforcing and us following the rules. So yeah. things were different with Terrence, and so they didn't always understand, like, why are we a parent, mm -hmm. um, Terrence, differently than how I was raised. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so that was a difficult transition for my family, and you would hear him often say, well, he just needed good spanking. You know, he don't need to be acting like that. <laughs> you know, things like that. And so I would tell my dad, dad is more to it than what you see. It's mm -hmm. not that simple. It's not that easy. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And so I would say, well, these are some of the things that may trigger Terrence. These are some of the things that you all may need to know. You may need to know that Terrence doesn't like a lot of the loud noises. Sometimes mm -hmm. we have large family gatherings and a lot of people are usually, you know, before COVID, our family would be together a lot. A lot of mm -hmm. the extended family would come around um, our family. And so not understand that that may be too much for Terrence. The loud noise is the crowds. Exactly. Everybody talking all at once. And it was mm -hmm. just a lot of things for him. He couldn't process. Um, he couldn't handle. He may want his preferred items. And others right. couldn't understand. Why does Terrence want that? Why does he always have to have that? Why does he have to all always right. eat that? Yeah, you know, not knowing those things, so I mm -hmm. actually would have to. I actually wrote to my family a letter. We had an incident to happen actually in December of 2019. Oh wow! Um, and so we were all prepared. Um, my husband and I was prepared to take Terrence out of town um, mm -hmm. to one of my aunt's birthday parties, and so we had his favorite toys, his fidgets, his favorite mm -hmm. snacks prepared. Yeah, but I will tell you, even sometimes when you prepare, you still can go wrong. Oh, yes. <laughs> All it went. <laughs> and so it went um, to my family. He's used to being around these, my family, and, but it was also some new persons that was there. And it was mm -hmm. a different place, house that he wasn't familiar with. Um, so it was mm -hmm. a new place, new environment. Um, a lot of things were going on. Oh, my and goodness, so yeah. Asked, specifically, could we go to a place where it's going to be more quiet upstairs? And so mm -hmm. it was welcoming. That part went well, but there were times when Terrence still would get frustrated mm -hmm. when persons coming in from um, interacting with the kids that was different from him. Mm -hmm. And um, he wanted certain things that he wanted. And when he wanted it, he wanted it. wasn't yeah. like, I can understand, no, I can't have it. That doesn't belong to me. Right. Um, things like that. And so mm -hmm. during that particular incident, 
someone sent they were her Terrence like having a meltdown. So I asked um, one of my cousins to step in and give us some privacy. Could you take the kids, other kids out? We just need to have a moment right now. It's me, my husband, and Terrence in here so we can help mm-hmm. them calm down. And mm-hmm. so someone else came to the door and it was like, um, check on them. Do they need anything? Are they okay? What's wrong? You know? Mm-hmm. And so it kind of offended me because I'm like, we can handle Terrence. Right. You know, it may seem a little loud in here, but things are okay. You know, yeah, trust that right. I don't need my parents coming up here to check on us. And it's mm-hmm. okay. And so my mom was like, it's okay. They have Terrence. You know, Terrence needs some moments to just to calm down. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think the family can had, had like a conversation about that. Um, and so I was like, okay, you know what? It's time for me to address this. You mm-hmm. got addressed it before, but maybe I need to go in a little bit more detail. Right. As to what actually goes on with him. So I mm-hmm. pulled, I wrote a letter. I forwarded everyone that was there a letter and mm-hmm. explained to them in detail the different challenges that Terrence has with autism mm-hmm. and how his brain is wired different than our brain and how it took a lot of energy for him to even be there, to right, be in right. that environment. Right. On top of him having procedures that he faced. So I kind of oh. wrote, every day is a challenge. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, let me bring you all to look at things from his set of eyes. Yeah. And let you all put yourself in our place as parents. And right. so I was like very detailed, very specific in the letter that I sent everybody. And I also told them in the letter that if you want to know more about autism, I'll be very glad to educate you on it. Mm-hmm. But I don't want you talking about it inappropriately. You know, right. I don't think it should be a right. family discussion. I think right. it's something that you all need to come to us with. And let mm-hmm. us help educate you all more on about it. And we'd be glad to tell you about it. And so I actually put suggestions, like, in my letter as to, like, a book that they could read. Um, mm-hmm. Things like that. How to help their kids mm-hmm. understand autism. There was, like, a link to, like, a social story that right. was saying understanding autism. So how mm-hmm. your kid can also understand how to relate to Terrence. And also mm-hmm. point out the things that he like. How can we get him involved in family gatherings? He liked music. Let's kind right. of play his favorite song sometimes to get him involved mm-hmm. so he would, wouldn't feel isolated. Um, mm-hmm. Have a, maybe can we eat before we come? Or maybe is there a, a different location maybe we can eat it, you right. know, if it's too much noise. Can we can have some of his preferred foods that he likes, you know, right. sometimes. I mean, bring things, but he still want to feel apart and see the things are there that he can kind of mm-hmm. enjoy as well. So, and can we have different play areas for kids versus the adults? Even right. some quiet your play activities. So I was mm-hmm. kind of very detailed in what asking with my family, what our needs were, how, how they could best help us. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of them was very receptive to it. They really appreciated me reaching out in that way. Right. Because not personally, I did feel some type of way, you know, as a parent, because sometimes we, right. you know, those mm-hmm. are babies, those are kids we're talking about. So we do take some things kind of personally. Yeah. But I wanted to be very open about how I felt about mm-hmm. it. Right. Right. I know. Um, Sarah, uh, Jennifer asks, what are the most common unrealistic expectations other people have of your child? Um, oh goodness. Um, sitting still. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's a huge one. Um, I know that we face sometimes, um, is the fact that, um, most of my, there's a lot of, like on my husband's side of the family, everybody's older. Um, they don't particularly care for the way he, like he may stim 
um, and some of the things he has to do. Do you have this? Stimming is our word for tonight, um, which is repetitive movements and sounds. Yay! We're trying to get um, a little bit of education on some of those terms as we go along to help parents and, and family members alike. So, you know, I know Curtis will, the other day at the post office, um, oh, we had an incident and it was crazy and he started making making bird noises and stuff. I did not stop him because that's what he needed to do. Right, um, right. Do you have same thing with Terrence sometimes? Yes, I don't stop it. I'm like, this is a way of showing excitement that may be soothing for him. And I asked my parents to come in my office, don't stop the kid from doing it. That works for them. It's okay mm -hmm. if they do that. That's them being them. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, I think a lot of the time we... Um, there may be too many times that we want to stop our child from the stimming because it seems like it's embarrassing. I don't know if it's embarrassing yeah. to us or if it's embarrassing to others to see that or to see them behaving like such in a, in a public place. Um, oh goodness. Um, we've got so many more questions coming in. Um, <laughs> let's see we do you ask did you jennifer asks did you ask your children how or what they wanted the relatives to know about their differences oh that's a good one um when we first moved here to tennessee curtis i asked him you know what do you want me to say anything he said yes i want people to know i'm autistic because there are some differences and that's how i am um have you ever asked terrence um about that Yes, I definitely, yeah, because I try to get him to also learn now how to be his own little advocate sometimes and share things mm -hmm. that he feel like he wants me to share without me oversharing. And so he was saying, yeah, tell him I don't like loud noises. I don't like too many people, too noisy for me, things mm -hmm. like that. And he said, well, I like Rocky, you know, mm -hmm. and so <laughs> he does, you know, he'll tell him things that he likes to do. And, right. and so a lot, of, a lot of my family, even friends, they interact with him through Rocky, through boxing. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. Yeah. I think it would dinosaurs and Godzilla would be the way that they would uh, interact with Curtis right now. <laughs> we had a Godzilla fest this morning, um, even today. <laughs> um, when it comes to, um, Oh, and we have another question here. How do you help family understand, be patient and trust your parenting and the process of waiting for evaluations and getting the correct diagnosis? Oh, that is oh. such a good question, Emily. Such a good that question. Is, oh, wow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, Latrice, I'm stumped. <laughs> oh, I would say... It's, ne it's never too early to start um, educating your family, asking mm -hmm. them to be very patient in the process. Um, and I say, with parents, follow your gut. A lot of times you know when something is going on with your kid. Mm -hmm. Trust mm -hmm. that. And mm -hmm. be open. You know, ex mm -hmm. you know, when you go through the process, sometimes of getting the diagnosis, it's hard for parents to even accept it. So we yeah. have to deal with our own internal things that we're struggling with, too. Yeah. So making sure that you're going through the process, accepting the process, and you being patient with yourself. And mm -hmm. when, you, when you're when you demonstrating that patience, you model that right. for, for others right. to see. So mm -hmm. you show others how to be patient with your kid. Mm -hmm. You know, so they see, okay, wow, I see this. This is how she calmed him down in the middle of this meltdown. This mm -hmm. is what works. Yeah. yeah. So being that role model. And so you demonstrating that 
patience and they're like, oh, wow, look how patient you were with him. How did you do it? How'd you do that? And explaining that process, um, Emily's actually a teacher. um, And so she works with parents of all kinds. And um, so Emily, if you can, you can just treat them as one of your parents that you have with your students. Hey, your kid acted up, but this is what we did to get them to calm down. This is what we did. And that's the same kind of process that you can Mm -hmm. also talk to your own parents with and extended family with as well. Um, Just kind of give them that and kind of take the professional route sometimes because sometimes removing yourself as a parent and treating and then as a family just taking that professional route could also really eliminate some frustrations or some tension between family Mm -hmm. yeah I know and and just I mean educating yourself too in the process um I was always trying to read and find different things. And when I found something that worked, I would recommend it um, to other family members, um, hoping that they would watch it or take it into account. Um, What would you say to a grandparent who says, how can I help? I have that. This is one that I've thought about. And I think it doesn't it kind of, it goes with whatever is going on at that particular moment. Mm-hmm. Would you say, Latrice? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely would say that. Yeah, because a lot of uh, my parents, they do want to help you um, with your kid and be right there mm-hmm. for you. So, for an example, um, our son, Terrence, he came stay with my parents one time for a week for Thanksgiving. So, I mm-hmm. sent like a packet of things like these are things you can do with him. Um, these mm-hmm. are the things he likes. Um, this yeah. is what calms him down things like that. So I kind of gave like my mom like a mini packet mm-hmm. to help her. And it was still educating, but yet still saying these are the things that works for him and this I can help. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my sister's wedding, um, Curtis was the ring bearer. And we were kind of, <laughs> this was one of the first major kind of things that he was uh, dealing with. And um we knew that it would be difficult for him to walk down the aisle. And so we let him, we had two toys. We had a little tiny, um, captain, uh, Teddy, and then, which was a pirate little teddy bear. And then we had stitch and stitch is like his favorite. And so my mom actually had stitch up at the front where he was going to sit down because we knew that he wasn't going to stand during the whole ceremony. And then we kind of attached, um, let him hold captain Teddy, with the ring bearer's pillow so that he would be able to participate and go ahead and walk down the aisle to where he needed to, and then sit down and he would have his, you know, a couple of toys to sit there and play with so he could handle the ceremony. And, you know, um, that was something that my sister really wanted him to participate and her husband did too. So it was like, okay, what can we do so that he can participate? And it was really great to have them open to him carrying Captain Teddy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And then a few years later at Derek's um, parents' 50th wedding anniversary, by that time we had um, our service dog in training. And so they're like, please bring the service dog. (laughs) And we did. (laughs) And so that helped. Um, Uh, what would you say now? I know one of the biggest struggles that some people may have is cousins, um, cousins that are the same age, cousins that are older and cousins that are younger. Um, 
for us, Curtis's cousins are all older. So we've kind of been able to talk to them and, you know, take them inside as, okay, we're the cool aunt and uncle. This is how we need to handle this. Um, what would you say, Latrice, for somebody who has, like, I, does Terrence have cousins that are around his age and younger? Yes, he does. We do. We have a pretty big family, so yes, he does. How do you guys there. handle that one? So we use, I mean, like in charge of like the activities for the kids because I want Terrence to kind of be involved. So mm -hmm. I do a lot of activities where they can take turns. Sometimes we use a timer. I've noticed that like a lot of the younger kids, they like the sound of when it's my turn, the timer's off, it's my turn now without mm -hmm. them having to fuss about it. So we use that to incorporate with playing different games. Mm -hmm. So I think with Terrence, we, we, we work a lot on social skills too with him. That has mm -hmm. been a component too to help him understand the different social skills that come along with it. But also, mm -hmm. um, I think I use this book called Mikey, mm -hmm. um, and it talks about seeing the eyes of a kid with autism, and it talks about like their daily life or even their school life, what right. you see right. and how they may be different. So it was something I shared with like his cousins and their mm -hmm. parents did. So that they got them to see the different behaviors that a person with autism may have. They may put their hands over their ears if it's right. too much noise. Um, mm -hmm. They may want to, if they like you, they may be all in your personal space. Mm -hmm. They're yes. not always <laughs> way of saying, I really like you. You know, yes. you're one of my favorites. You yeah. know, and so he may not understand that you try to scoot over. He's trying to get closer, you know, so. Mm -hmm. And just kind of yeah. educating them on it. You know, we're, we're all different and that's okay, but we still can mm -hmm. all play together. Yeah. Yeah. I know sometimes it may be hard to take that initiative and um, educate uh, the family members because it feels like, I, I know sometimes for me, it's like, it's, it, you know, there's, there's instances or you get into situations and you're like, but they're family, can't they just, can I let my guard down for once? Right. And they understand, but then again, I have to step back and say, no, I can't because they're not here all the time. They don't see life every single day. They don't see the strides we do in ABA therapy or the differences we have to make. And if they come in every now and again, like my parents are, you know, thousands of miles away. Um, they're on the West Coast. So they don't get to see Curtis that often. And so whenever they come, things are just completely different. Where um, now with Derek's parents being in town, um, it used to be that, you know, we were far away from all sets of parents. Um, with their experience being in town, they're able to see more of what's going on with Curtis on a regular basis. So it's easier to understand what's going on. And I think um, just being able to step out on my own to be able to do this, um, the podcast and see that, you know, there's so much education uh, that we need to bring to others, the awareness that, um, yeah, there's not a lot of time that we as autism families get to take off from the advocacy. Um, is that, a, do you see that a lot, Latrice? I mean, for yourself and patients, you see? Yeah, I do. I do see that, um, a lot, um, in our own personal family. My mom was a teacher. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think I get a lot of my patients from my mom, kind of just mm -hmm. genetically. And so she's very patient. She's very calming. She's a huge advocate like I am for him. 
So mm-hmm. that has been a huge plus. And she does her own reading on things. And she wanted to figure out how do I connect with him? How do I let others know about my grandson? So mm-hmm. she's been a huge advocate as mm-hmm. well with that. Mm-hmm. But um, even like with families that I see, like their, their parents, you know, grandparents want to know, like you said, how can I help? What do I need to do? They want to act, be active when they want to get involved. So mm-hmm. they're helping not only to help take some of the load off them too, they're teaching their parents, the grandparents, so they can be advocates mm-hmm. to also help families and other members understand what's going on too. So that yeah. helps a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Now, are there, you mentioned the book Mikey. Um, are there any other um, references or books that you would suggest um, to help educate? Yes. Yes, one book I use is The Uniquely Human. I think I mentioned mm-hmm. that before about Barry Prizant. Um, I gave the book to my mom. I gave it to my sister. I gave it to patients um, mm-hmm. that I serve. That's you recommended it, it to me. I did. And so I yes. mentioned it at the airport police train. I'm doing an autism to help educate the police officers on autism. So I mentioned and talked a lot mm-hmm. bit about that book as well. But also uh-huh. there's a... Um, it's on YouTube. It's Understanding Autism. So it's mm-hmm. a show, um, social story, and it talks about helping other kids understand autism. And there's a Perfect. book called My Friend Jake Has Autism, a book okay. to explain autism to children. Those are great so resources. Those are we, great resources. we will mm-hmm. make sure and put those in our show notes and put them up on um, the webpage. It'll take us a little time to <laughs> I might have you send me a bunch of links, Latrice, so we can get those on there. Um, Actually, there's a video that I did. It's on my personal Facebook page um, under videos. mm -hmm. Terrence and I did a video on Mikey where we was explaining what that day looked like for Mikey and what that day looks like for Terrence. Oh, wow. That's a great idea. That is a perfect idea. Um, Okay. I'll send it to you. Perfect, because that that would be a great idea for any of us who have an autistic child to take the book and then, you know, go back and forth between our kid. Because like we always say, when you've seen one kid with autism, (laughs) you've seen one kid with autism. (laughs) Just one. Just one. one. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, oh, goodness. Well, um we're getting close to the end of the time. It's been wonderful talking about, I didn't think this can, um, Oh, one more really tough question for you. If we have, uh, differences in how we have to, you have the parenting style of what kind of like you referred to your dad as military man and stuff like that. If we have the parenting style of our parents and then what we have to do that's really different from that because our child is autistic is there a way that we can go about kind of bridging that gap to get that understanding any suggestions on that what i refer to that is is in positive parents and parents because certain things that um always work before may not always work and so then we also have to learn how to choose our battles with our kids oh, sure. and realize mm-hmm. that your kid is your kid. Your kid is not you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, accepting some of those things and be willing to, as a parent to, to learn, knowing it's a process 
and that we don't always get it right. We try again. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a, you know, we build our own support system to help right. us do this because we can't do this by ourselves. It takes a whole nope. team. Yes, no it does take a whole team. And it takes understanding <laughs> behavior too. Because remember, yes. behavior is a form of communication. Because I remember um, yes. talking to our mom because, you know, I don't have kids yet. But of course, I have open communication with my parents. And I said, mm-hmm. look, I said, if I do have a child with autism, my mom goes, you just teach me. But she goes, let me tell you that she goes, there are certain things that I will be doing. And I said, I get that. Just kind of talk to me. But she goes, I know that behavior is one of its own. So it's particular to that child. And what might have worked with you or your sister is not going to work on generations Mm -hmm. below because they're a whole different personality. They're a whole different mix and their behavior is totally different. So even if they, if parents struggle, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Latrice, but even if parents struggle with the idea of their grandchild having autism, because some of that is actually accepting their Mm -hmm. next generation, um, having, you know, a unique personality or unique diagnosis. Um, you, do you think you could approach it with saying, Hey, you know, it's behavior. Can we talk about it? Just the behavior side. Let's not even bring his diagnosis in at the time. And just what is a better way of doing this as a whole? What do you think? Mm -hmm. I totally, totally agree with you. I'm always saying behavior is communication. So they're trying to mm-hmm. communicate something. They don't want right. to behave like this to be behaving like this. Let's get, let's get to the core of it and see what's really yeah. going on. What's the function right. of this? Right. And how yeah. to replace some of these behaviors to more appropriate things. Yeah. And and one thing that I know, Kelsey, you probably saw with you saw with Curtis all the time. And I know Latrice, you see with <laughs> what works one day or five minutes ago may not work again. Work again. <laughs> I'm like, Okay. <laughs> it's you know this 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 autism this this spectrum life that we have is boy it's a roller coaster it is. Um, that's for sure and it is it's a lot of trial and error a lot of trial it and is. error um i tell my so, parents don't beat yourself up try again try again yeah make it worse for it get better but hang in there they're gonna love you unconditionally they will yeah Yes, they will. Yes, yes, they will. Oh, goodness. I, as an autism mom, <laughs> feel better. Um, <laughs> just even being able to talk, <laughs> to t- just to talk about this with you guys. Um, it's, it's tough sometimes um, when it feels like you're all alone in the battle, but we're not. That we're right. not. Yeah. There's so many of us out there and it's just, we just got to keep together and understand that we can make it. Um, yes. So uh, you're welcome. Jennifer says, thank you. <laughs> you're very much welcome, Jennifer. Um, so real quick, Latrice, if somebody has a question for you, um, how can they get a hold of you? My email is Latrice at journey to new beginnings.com. Okay, Latrice. Okay. And um, if you are in the, well, we're in Tennessee and that happened, uh, that office is in South Haven, Mississippi, Journey to New Beginnings. Great office. Um, Check them out if you do need counseling for your autistic child. Um, 
Terry says, thank you. So helpful. You're very welcome, Terry. Um, and I know that anytime, you know, if anybody has a question or anything, please shoot us um, topics, any information. Um, just let us know here at My Spectrum Life at info at myspectrumlife.com. Um, you can always message us and we can pass the information along to Latrice or we'll, we'll work together because we're always in contact with each other. Um, Kelsey, can you give the other contact information tonight? And um, you can find us on facebook.com backslash my spectrum life, instagram.com backslash my spectrum life, twitter.com backslash my spectrum life with the number one. And, and if you're watching on YouTube, hit subscribe down on the screen below and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. <laughs> Latrice, it's been so awesome to have you on tonight. Yes, thank you. Um, um, and I'm sure we'll have you on again because um, we'll find another one of these subjects. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes we will. Well, oh, it's, it's been awesome. Well, as we say here at My Spectrum Life, with a lot of faith, love, and a whole bunch of them fidget toys. We'll make it. We'll, we'll make see it. you guys. Thanks.